Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Life in General. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And uh, as always, you can email us any questions, comments to lifeingeneralmi at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at uh, Life in General Podcast. On Twitter, we are at LIGpod. Um, check us check out our website, uh, lifeingeneralpodcast.com, which has all 30 shows. Yeah, all 31 episodes of LIG on it. and also has all our episodes of Entertainment Now, which is our other podcast. It was really loud for some reason. I just oh. realized that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, check us out on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, um, TuneIn Radio, just about everywhere else. Yep. Smoke signal. <laughs> smoke signal. <laughs> I guess. That's the one place you can't find us. No, not yet. Not yet. It's by smoke signal. Yeah. I'll um, find someone who knows how to do it and they'll smoke signal our show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, no one's ever done it before, right? Not that I know of. All right. Um, there you go. It's so original. We didn't really have much of a topic to talk about this week. Nope. Um and well there's plenty to talk about but there's there a lot of things that are going on in the world that everyone else is talking about right now i know but a lot of it i'm just so tired of hearing about but yeah. at least the political side of all of it but it just so when i was driving home from work yesterday i think it was i saw like kind of a a road rage incident behind me on the road and it kind of made me start thinking of why our country is so angry it seems like and it's been kind of an ongoing theme for the, probably the last i don't know almost 10 years i'd say i'd say yeah maybe maybe even i don't know it seems like it kind of started maybe just post 9-11 do you think do you think yeah. it's been that long that's been going i was thinking I think so yeah I, I think it's been really been noticeable it's gotten worse for sure. It's progressive. It's been progressively worse. Yeah, as, I'd, as I'd say go on. like two thousand. Like I'd say probably the beginning of like the Great Recession. Yeah. Well, that's when it, that's when it probably it, peaked. Is is when I think, and, and that's kind of my question: is, is has it always been there? Have we always been this angry country, or is this something that's kind of just? Well, I think to a degree, yes. If you look at who's the angriest right now and it, and essentially it's it's probably the same people i'm specifically focusing on on white men yeah i think white men have always been angry but our country's always been in favor of them and now that's changing yeah and that's i think it's it's bringing that anger out because think about this the the whole history of our country is based on angry white men yeah Angry white men didn't want to pay taxes on the tea and, and didn't want to, you know, didn't want to be controlled from afar. Mm -hmm. So they revolted. It took angry white men to end slavery, which is, you know, that's one of the, the upsides of, of, of anger. Yeah. But it also created other angry white men in reverse. Yeah. Ang angry white men who think today that, that the Civil War wasn't about slavery. Things well, like that. They say that they say that to justify their... I wouldn't say outward because it's it's slightly more uh, it's 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 under the it's under the surface, but it is it's racism. It, they do they say that to hide the racism. They do it because they want to be able to proudly display the fact that they aren't comfortable with um, the way things are going. Yeah. The, the the 
distribution of power, we'll mm-hmm. say. Yeah. So by saying that the Civil War wasn't about racism, it justifies them being able to fly their Confederate flags and and maintain their uh, Confederate pride without outwardly seeming like racists. But at the end of the day, that's what they are. They're, it, 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 it all stems from racism. It, you know, and, and I don't know if it really does. I mean, it, I think that's part of it. It's a huge part of it. I, I, I mean, and it, and it very, mel, very well might be. But it just it seems like across the board, across the spectrum, whatever your beliefs are, it seems like we just live in an angry society. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to point out, I think it's just always it's always been that way. I think it's just we're at a time where everyone can be angry, louder, and anonymously, too. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my other point was how much of this falls on the media and social media shoulders. For right now, I'd say a lot of it does. Um, the media pushes... Uh, I, I hate to uh, I hate to say an agenda because it's not, I don't I don't think there's any real thought behind it. But when you only are when you're only exposed to snippets of information, yeah, we're kind of forced to fill in the blanks ourselves. And if you're already an angry person, you're going to fill it in from a point of anger, from. Um, you're going to justify your beliefs. You're going to, and well, that's what I mean. You're going to fill those blanks in from your beliefs. You're going to justify your beliefs through those, yeah. through that. Um, and honestly, I mean, not to get political, but that's uh, that's essentially what led to a Trump presidency. Well, I, I don't know if that's uh, it's Trump politics aside mm. was able to tap into that anger, right? And. And propel himself to the White House, right? But that's through that 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 gap in knowledge, that gap in information, legitimate information. Yeah. Because what filled in the gaps was false information. And yeah, yeah. But you know what? Re- regardless of the information, just the anger itself. You know, there has been an anger for a while in this country of in, in Middle America of, you know, look at look at wages. Wages really haven't gone up since the eighties. Right. Actually, they've declined. Yeah, you know, the, well, with the rate of inflation and everything. Well, yeah. well, that and if you look at and, and I know the the numbers don't really say so when you look at the, when you look at average household income, but the the average household income in the early late seventies and the early eighties was produced by one individual. Right now, that average is produced by two, typically. Yeah. Typically, so there there's this this economic downturn that is it, I, what I think is what really fueled his presidency. Well, of course, any any economic downturn is gonna is going to breed anger and hatred. And and I've 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 been wanting somebody from one side or the other to really do address it. And I, and and I really felt for the last couple of years, whoever really tapped into that was going to right w- was going to take the election. But the difference is, is and, tapping into it with with an agenda, with a plan to fix it, rather than tapping into it just to uh, inflame it and 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 feed off of it. Yeah. That's that's the difference, you know, because we do. We need somebody to to not somebody. We need some people um, to find a not a solution, because is there a solution to it? I mean, the anger is never going to go away. As, I, as I'm pointing out, I, I believe it's been there forever. Yeah, I think the whole the whole this whole country was built on it. It was I mean, hell, the the the. 
the pilgrims and all the all the people who came came fleeing to this country in the first place were fleeing because they were angry and disenfranchised. Yeah. It, this whole country, like I said, this whole country was built on it. But it seems like this is not, it, it seems like largely this is an American problem. Typically, I, I don't it see, is, but that's my point. That What other country, we're talking like, you know, Western civilization here, we're the youngest, essentially, yeah. with mm-hmm. the exception of maybe Canada. But Canada was, I don't know, I don't know the history of how Canada was founded, and I know it's still a, a, technically a British province. It is. Um, so I obviously can't can't speak to Canada as a younger as a country that's young like us, but we're essentially the youngest country in the in the western in the western world. Uh-huh. We're st- we're we're maybe this is our you know angry teen years. I don't know. But the other thing that could play into that is, and how much of you know because you look at a lot of other countries in the world, like you just mentioned Canada, um, UK, most of of pretty much all of of Europe doesn't have these kind of issues. But those countries don't have the the diversity of the United States either. How much of the diversity do you think plays? You know, because they was, you know, when, See, when, I don't know if that's entirely true. Well, it is. It is because if you look at I know a lot of people like to compare um social safety net programs in the United States to that of say the Scandinavian uh-huh. countries. But they don't have obviously the population or the diversity that the United States does either that you, that you have to deal with. Maybe not like say Germany or or France, but Britain's a population is is quite diverse. Not, they have a not, huge, not nearly to the numbers of the United no, States. No, because though. you've got a smaller co- population number to begin with. And if you look at the percentages, and they I'd just, be curious. And to they see just what had the, and they just had their own racist revolt. Exactly, exactly. I guess you're. Yeah, I suppose it's true, but it's still. Well, maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. Maybe it is the diversity. It's just. I just. I. I don't want to accept that. You know, maybe I'm just being. Pig-headed. I don't want to accept that diversity could be a problem because I don't. Well, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I don't not saying, I'm not saying is it a is a problem. Well, no, I mean as a as a people's as a societal problem, not yeah. not like. Well, let's just stop being diverse. No, I'm saying it's hard for me in the 21st century to see, and I and I guess it should. I'm just being naive, really, to think that the vast majority of people are still fighting against diversity. Yeah. Whereas it should be a, a very small minority of people at this point in the game. That's maybe that's I'm just being naive and thinking in those terms. Yeah, I mean but kind of going back to what I was saying though is is the is there's so many is it just the fact that there's so many different cultures in the United States that it's just it's it's incapable that it's they're just not able to survive altogether and blend together and and thus cause friction between friction is going to be is going to be a, a, a natural thing to a degree but i don't i will not accept that it's not possible well i'm not it, saying well then that's i don't know it, i don't know I, what it I, is. I just won't accept that i won't accept the fact that cultural differences will always keep us apart is it part of a problem now? Probably. But I, I I think it's, especially as we have, you know, as the old generations die off, and mm-hmm. that includes ours, um, I think things will get better. Because it, it's all about, I mean, just look at uh, 
integration from the late 60s and 70s and 80s, there are far less racist people. I I would say there's far less open racist people. All right. Well, true. Okay. I guess how I'm looking at it is, is if you take children who were in school in the late 60s, even after segregation was ended, or early 70s, their exposure to the white, speaking specifically of the white children in white schools, their exposure to to African Americans was minimal. Uh So that generation is going to have a higher rate, rate of people who don't accept diverse situations. But as the years go on, that say we'll take a fifth grade class, say in 1971. A fifth grade class in 1976 would have be exposed to a small a, a small number, but a but a larger number than the 71 or 72 yeah. of African American children, and their exposure now would possibly shrink the amount of people who can't accept it. Mm-hmm. And as each generation goes on, as each group comes through. There's more and more of that diversity, and it makes it easier for them to integrate into society where society is 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 by nature diverse. Yeah, it's all about exposure. I mean, we've all we've said it for everybody said it. Hatred is a learned thing. Yeah, you learn it. It's, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's passed down with. from generally from your parents. Mm-hmm. If your parents are racist, or whoever raises you, or whoever raises you is going to generally pass that down. So by being exposed to it in, in, in school settings and it's eventually it's going to get to a point. Now you look at, again, I can only look at our school, the school we graduated from and other schools in the, in the general area. They're very diverse. They are extremely diverse. And I'm glad they were. I mean, Me too. Those, those kids who are, who are growing up now in those, in our schools are probably even more, it's even more diverse than it was when we were there. Yeah, it is. So they're going to be in a better position to be able to handle diversity outside of the school setting, even more so than we were. And I think we were kind of at that, that perfect time. I don't, not perfect time, but we, your, your family was never spouted racist stuff. My family didn't. Um, You always have that one one or two family members who do, but you know, it wasn't blatant. My parents didn't. Your parents didn't. We were basically raised to accept people for who they are and judge them based on their actions and behavior more so than their more than anything. Mm-hmm. So we were very lucky to be in that period because not only do we not have the overt racism at home, we were exposed to diversity in school. It's probably, and we're the parents now. Our age group is the parents of the children in there. So because we weren't exposed to the the hatred at home and we had the diverse cultural mix at school, Mm -hmm. our children are going to be even better than us. But, you know, I I think you're also looking at it as on a smaller scale rather than looking at the the bigger part of it. Uh, On a national level, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because, yes, you're going to have pockets of diversity in pockets of in, in a state, and yeah. then you're going to have large p- patches of white America, basically. Right. 
Uh, but a lot, but, of that, but even, a lot of that is dying off, though. Yeah, yes, yes, and no. But uh, so aside from from the racial aspect of it, you know, it, it's it's more than just that. It's you know, I, I can't too. I can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody without it being combative. Right. The, any kind of conversation turns into an argument nowadays. You can't just sit down and have a conversation anymore. And it, and that has nothing to do with with racism. No, or, but it, it it's it's one part of of a of a broader picture that racism is a part of. Um it's economic. Um the the lack of conversation? Well, it, yeah, I would say to a degree. Um if you take I'm trying to think of an example because I've had a, a few examples of conversations that I've had to end because they were going to go down those that rabbit hole of anger and 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 uh, not aggression but anger anyway. Yeah. Um if you take the economics out of our conversation, I think the racism would probably follow because at the end of the day, it's not so much about I don't want to be next to that person because they're different than me at the end of the day it's more i don't want to give up my job to that person because they're different than me or i don't want to have to be like that person next to me this person's taking something away from me it's taking something away and that's at the end of the day is always economic It's, it's it's typically always economic they use the the they're taking away american tradition that's that's all esoteric bullshit. It's it's insignificant because of the, none of that's happening. You you you'll, you'll probably hear this. Speak speak English. Yeah. You know you hear that because the foreigners are coming and taking over. All well, of them are speaking English. They have mo- we, Americans don't learn other languages. No. Not as a rule. So if they want to, if they have, if they're working, they're speaking our language. Yes, well, how yes they speak, no. How they speak to each other? Well, yeah, I'm sure there's exceptions. But. Oh, well, there is. I mean, you don't have to, you, to. You can. You don't have to speak English to take the to take the citizenship test. True, but if you have a job, and in, in, but there but there's rules to that though. I think it's you have to be over the age of 55, and you've had to been in the United right. States for like 10 and years. Even, or something even like that. so, all I'm saying is that in order <laughs> to function in, in an American society, for the most part, you have to have a, at least a rudimentary ability to to speak english so i know people that don't how do, how do you function then it's hard yeah it is hard well but see that i'd see and, and still now, see that now, as granted an i've had i've had different experiences obviously me working in immigration okay well see that's that's a, that's a, yeah that but i I've, I've been i've been exposed to a lot more immigrants than yeah your so average well, person way more is. than me for sure but at the end of the day they still have to to be able to communicate yeah on our level, because like I said, Americans are stubborn. We don't lose. We don't learn all of the languages. Typically, they typically we don't. Yeah. Uh, so that argument is not. It's not a valid argument because you hear two people speaking a foreign language to each other. Oh yeah. Isn't taking away from anything, but it's it, it all comes from that that same place. I, I, I They're think, coming to take our jobs. I think some They're of that to take our traditions. I think some of that's insecurities also. It is. It's, that, it's all insecurity. that when you don't understand what someone is saying, you automatically assume that they're saying something negative. Right. Right. They're but, they're speaking, so you they're talking in their native tongue, so you don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Well, 
And if which that's I've been the in, case, which I've been in situations where that's happened also. Yeah, but, but if I, I see, I'm the type of person. If I don't know what they're saying, I don't give it a doesn't shit. Bother me. I don't care. I really don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, uh, and and what what complete an utter stranger thinks of me is ra- rather insignificant in the grand scheme. But it feeds. It's all fed, and it's it's. I think maybe that's where it's gotten worse is because there are people in our in our society right now that are are feeding this anger intentionally because it works for them. But you know, and take Alex Jones. Do you think Alex Jones would have a show in a world where this where this level of anger? wasn't where it was he has for a long time exactly but he feeds on it yeah. he feeds on that anger his show would have failed because he's a fucking lunatic well and sean hannity right there with him i mean oh yeah sean hannity's at the sl- slightly lower end of the spectrum of crazy but he does talk about a lot of the same alex, stuff that alex jones talks yeah talks but about. alex jones just last week said that the liberals are going to nuke washington dc to take out trump yeah seriously I know. I mean, that's the kind of craziness. But if you're an angry white person, you buy into it. You buy into it. Um, really doesn't bode well for white people. Um, (laughs) we're kind of stupid, aren't we? But you know, it, 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 like looking back on the past ten years, out of all the people I've worked with, there have been very, very few. Probably, I can count on one hand the people I've actually been able to sit down. And have a conversation with, and we both have differing opinions on things, and be able to sit down and have an adult conversation about it. I can think of three people, three people out of the hundreds of people I work with. So you're talking people who are who are at the the opposite end of the spectrum yes, of you. Yes. Uh, because as soon as they have differing opinions, you automatically get defensive. Yeah, and I'm and, guilty of getting defensive and, too. So. And you they believe that they're right and everyone else is wrong right and there's there's zero flaws to their thinking and 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 i have been guilty of that in the past me too i have me too. i have i think i've gotten a lot better at being able to sit down and have a rational conversation me too well for me it really came to the point where it was instead of hearing what someone says and then telling them they're wrong I, I ask questions, and that that's probably made but it a little I, easier. But you know what, though, it, it, it and and kind of that's the thing I started doing too, especially in the last couple of years when I had conversations with people, especially when I lived in the South, uh, people yeah. of different different opinions, and they'd start spouting all this crazy stuff, and and I would just start asking them questions about, well, where'd you hear this from? Where'd you get this right. these facts from? And that even made it even worse. It it, it then the conversation completely ended. Right. There was no conversation after that point. Well, I can, I'm thinking of one, one example. Um, it was during, during the Obama administration, and he was doing the whole, Obama's going to take away our guns. Yeah. Which hasn't happened. It didn't happen. Well, it it, it can't happen it because there's no legal mechanism to take away guns. Right. So I said, well... I asked him, I said, eh, I don't, I, first I said, I, I don't believe that's going to happen. And I said, second of all, the logistics of it, it would be impossible. And then I said, what would be the point? He goes, well, because that way he can have the military come through. And they, I said, eh, no, I said, even if that were true, if you have guns, the president has drones. Yeah, exactly. Your guns are ir- irrelevant. Ir- irrelevant. And. 
He goes, yeah, but he won't use those if we have guns because the, mili- the, the the servicemen won't let him. I said, it doesn't take servicemen. It takes one person yeah. to control those drones. I have a drone I fly around. Yeah, exactly. If you I mean, can do it, anyone can do it. What the fuck is that supposed <laughs> to mean, jackass? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you drive. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're a good driver. No, it. Uh, but I just, I just kept asking these questions instead of foisting my opinion on them. Yeah. I just kept saying, well, what about this? And it's not, you know, trying to find that that common ground of sanity. Yeah. I never did, but the conversation ended peacefully. It didn't. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But after about 15, 20 minutes in another situation where I had gone, where I may have expressed more of my views in that situation, it would have probably ended very badly. And it didn't. It didn't because I just just asked the questions. And I didn't give my view. Yeah. That's that's how I've avoided the, a lot of those angry but that's conversation. conversation. That's, I mean, to a degree it is because you're, you're forcing – not forcing, but you're opening up the i the the thought processes yeah. for both both sides, I because see you're 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 coming at it from you're not coming from it from an attack position. You're coming from it from an I want to understand, yeah, and that allows them to maybe not necessarily lower their guard, but not maybe not put their guard up in yeah. the first place. Yeah, I, can, I can see that. So. Just, I mean, that's kind of off to the side of what we're talking about because we're really no, just it, focusing no, it's, it's, on the anger side of it, but. But it's, it's all part of it. That's how I've been able to avoid some of those very angry conversations. Yeah. But that's with strangers. That's with people I don't really know. When it comes to people I know, I get very, very angry because I'm, I I just feel that, especially when they say things that I feel are, are ignorant or or based on prejudice or hatred, I, I just, it drives me, it drives me nuts to think yeah. that these are people I know and, and care about. To some degree, and I just it makes me very angry for them to be thinking that way. So, yeah, but the anger does nothing to it doesn't it doesn't, and if anything, the, it just shuts it shuts the conversation down, and then you know no one gets anywhere. So yeah, yeah, I don't know it. Uh, and kind of go along with the whole anger theme uh, after the recent um, mass shooting at the school at the high school in Florida. Um, there's a video that's gone viral. It's by this guy. I think his name is Sean Whalen. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a bearded guy. But he's like, I uh, think I saw it, but I didn't. I didn't watch the video. The video's been it. shared like a million times on Facebook. Yeah, it's, and I saw it. I just <clears throat> didn't click on it. I and I was I've been avoiding all that stuff because and, my after the shooting, my Facebook was inundated with just more guns. Yeah, they are. Uh, but he he he's the whole video was about how <clears throat> the the quote unquote snowflake students who were afraid to go and tell the teachers, administration, authorities, whoever, about this kid or the reason why, is was the reason that there was a shooting there. But that's not, that's not how I understand <clears throat> it now, as we've been hearing. No. The FBI was aware. Yeah. Because students spoke up. Exactly. But that's the whole, so, so you've got this, mis- and this guy's yelling and all that, you know, he's got all these buzzwords he threw mm-hmm. in his video. And, and it, it's, it's, it's just simple misinformation. That is being shared over and over and over again, right? And it, it's feeding into this fear and anger narrative in our country. So what do you think? And, so what do you think the answer is then? I mean, because anger can only be subsided when one of two things: once you, either one, you realize that your anger is is predicated on falsehood, which most people are not going to do, or you get your way. Yeah, and. 
I mean, that's that's just human nature. So how where do we go from here? Because nowhere. The people we're talking about essentially are angry because society is changing. And for those of us who are not angry about it, we see this a lot of this change is a good thing. I like the fact that I live in a time where for the most part I can walk down the street and have a conversation with anybody. Yeah. And they can have a conversation with me. I can be in a store or or anywhere and be surrounded by people who look like me and don't look like me. I like that. I I'm 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 very I feel very lucky to be living in this time relatively speaking to the to our past cuz I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But I think right now I like that. And I'm happy about that. So that and that's not going to change anytime soon. So the the people we're talking about who are angry about that, that's not going away. So they're not going to get their way on that. So how do we convince them that it's a good thing? I don't think you're going to. I think it's a it's a lost it's it's, it's a lost cause. So what you're saying is a lot as with almost our anything, society is lost is what I'm saying. I've, oh, I've actually been saying that for for a long time. Um, I think the only thing <laughs> the only thing that changes anything would be uh, another civil war. It would be the only thing I think that would change anything in this country. In this day and age, that wouldn't be a good thing. No, it wouldn't. It would be very, the 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 results would be far different than it was or worse anyway than it was last time. Mm-hmm. But know. outside of something catastrophic like that, well, I was not, just going to say, is nothing's going to change. So this is just one of those situations, like most things in life that are complicated, it has to get really bad before it gets better. And and I don't know if it will get any better, even if it does get really bad. Mm. It's kind of a scary concept. I know. So I don't know. There's got there's got to be something. There's got to be a, a, a in between. I, I just. I, I, I don't maybe, see maybe it. I'm maybe I'm I'm far too optimistic about which is funny because normally you're not I'm negative about <laughs> well I shouldn't say negative I'm pessimistic about a lot of things when it comes to the capability of humanity to to move beyond its baser instincts my optimism is high and that could just be it could be naive yeah but I won't let go of that I think we're capable of so much better We've shown that we're capable of so much better. Mm-hmm. Not consistently, but throughout history we have. We've we've gone through such periods of darkness and, and, and bloodshed, and then we have periods of such enlightenment. Yeah. We are capable. And it's, it's, I guess it's kind of like having a kid who you know is, is brilliant, but they don't apply themselves. And you're just like, you know, I know you're a genius. Just fucking do it. But here's the thing, though. When we've had periods of darkness and depression in, in our society, we've recognized the problem and we've attacked that problem. Yeah. We're, we're, not, not, we're the, not recognizing the, the problem. We're not recognizing the problem. A lot of us would probably a, even say there's not a problem to begin yeah, with. It, it, is a, it is a cancer on our society yeah. that no one sees. Or very few people see. Well, I, I've said several times in the last few months, because you know, I got friends who are liberal minded like me and you know little things will happen with you know obviously i'm i'm not a fan of the current administration and they'll say they'll come to me and go hey did you see this happened or this person won a uh uh election they're you know we're getting we're the the liberal side's coming coming through 
And I just look at him and for the first time in my life, I just say, it's done. We've already lost. Progressive, progressive ideas, liberal ideas, we've lost. Yeah. The war's over. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and I've even gone as far as to say Rome has fallen or will be falling very soon. It's, it's a done deal. I that's where, that I, far, that's but... where I get a little pessimistic. A little. <laughs> that's an understatement. Uh, but it has. We're, we're, we're nearing the end of this, of this, this run. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be a better run that comes after it. But this run, we're coming to the end of it for sure. It's just, it is. It is what it is. The British Empire had to, it's not an empire anymore. It, it ended. Yeah. The American Democratic test, we failed. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I, I would. We failed. And, and the experiment has, has proven to, to not work this way. Now we, now we just need to go for, to the next level and do it the right way, or at least try to fix some of the things we did wrong before. But like I said, though, if, if you don't see the problems, you'll see it, the problem when the system sh- shuts down. We'll see. Cause I we'll think see. that will happen. Maybe not. I'm hoping not in our lifetimes and hopefully not in your children's lifetimes, but we're reaching the end of the line. But in, in, in to kind of play in all that, you've got this corporate aspect. Well, that's that, the, that's where it's the that worst is that is feeding on this also. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I need to preface this by saying that I am a gun owner. Uh-huh. I own guns. I like shooting. I'm not an anti-gun person that right. everyone likes to think. I, you know, that, because you're liberal. Yeah, be, yeah. or liberal leaning. <clears throat> yeah, liberal, like li- liberalish. Yeah, so um, yeah. You're less liberal than you used to be, but more liberal than most. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you, if you look at now, these numbers are from October fourth of last year. Uh-huh. Uh, these are the total lifetime. Uh, donate, no, donations from the NRA uh-huh. to the uh, members of the U.S. Senate. <clears throat> the top ten. Uh, number one is John McCain. He's give, been given seven point seven million dollars. That's that's over the the entire time of his his. I I believe so. Okay, I believe there's a lifetime members. Uh, Richard Burr from uh, North Carolina, uh, six point nine uh, million. Uh, Roy Blunt from Missouri uh-huh. has been uh, four point five million. Uh, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, four point four million. Uh, Corey Gardner uh, from Colorado, three point eight million. Marco Rubio from Florida, three point three million. Uh, Joni Ernst from Iowa, three point one million. Rob Portman from Ohio, just a hair over three million. Uh, Todd Young from Indiana, two point eight million. Uh, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, two point eight uh, two point eight million. What do all ten of those people have in common? They're all Republican. They're all Republican. Yep. Yep. Um, now, just on the, just to be on the side of of balance, there are a lot of Democrats who get money from the NRA as well. There are, there are in the Senate. The top two Democrats that have received money from uh, the NRA are Joe Manchin of West Virginia uh-huh. and Patrick Leahy of Vermont. They rank fifty second and fifty third as far as uh, donation value, total amount, total amount given okay. by the NRA. Okay. So oh yeah, the NRA second. is not going to not going to back a Democrat generally, just because. And, and it's and, and it's a, and it's the same but, way in the House. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, in the in the House, among the top 100 House recipients, 95 are, are Republican. Right. I just uh, all I was doing, I, I just wanted to point out that there is, you have to, 
Democrats are if you're if you're going at gun control, Democrats are almost as guilty because they're either guilty of taking the money or or, or not doing enough because they're afraid to lose their, yeah. their their jobs. So it's all about power. It is. And well, there is no power. They have no power per se. What they have is they have a job mm-hmm. that allows them to make money outside of their job. Yeah. Because that's they're none of them are making a, a killing being a senator or a congressman. No one's making a fortune doing that. Well, I mean, they us, are. They are because most of them have gone into into Congress. That's, that's not what not, I, not, I, not, as, not as millionaires, but all of a sudden they are millionaires now. Right. That's my point. For, a, longer, va- for a vast majority of the people, the, in the longer they Senate. stay there, the longer they can keep policies going that help the people who are going to financially help them once they get out of office. Yeah. That's it. It's not power. If anything, it's groveling. But yeah, I mean, if you look at these numbers, you can have you, 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 there's there's they're just playing into. They know that there's there's a fear and there's anger and they they see a profit yeah. from it. You know, they, they everyone keeps saying every time you see a school shooting or any kind of mass shooting, they always say, "Well, you know the <clears throat> the the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is to have a gun is is to have a good guy with a gun." Right. But to me, that just sounds like somebody trying to sell two guns. Yeah. Well, no, that's I've said it a million times. After every shooting, typically there's a huge uptick in gun sales. Mm-hmm. So mass shootings are good for business. Yeah. So they're not, they're never going to do anything about it. That's that's my point. It's it's. I wouldn't even go as far as to say it's apathy. It's it's just. They just don't care. Yeah. There there there's more money in us fighting each other, fighting against each other, and being angry all the time, than. Then not, don't, yeah. than, than working together. And that's why I said I, I don't see any kind of solution to not, the problem. Yeah. It's it's because it's it's such a complex issue. The revolution. That, that's there, it, that, that's that, that there's there's no simple fix. There's no there's no one idea that's gonna fix it. There's mm-hmm. no two ideas. There's probably no ten or fifteen or forty ideas that'll fix it. I can think of one idea. Get money out of politics altogether. That might help but a little. I, that's not gonna that's not gonna stop the anger. No, in the country, and that's, stop, that's what I'm talking it'll about. It'll stop people from. First of all, it might it might stop the wrong people from running. That's true. Second of all, it would stop the the rhetoric, the the feeding of that anger, to keep their jobs, to keep mm-hmm. their their base going. Yeah. Uh, those those kinds of things might it might help. It would be a, it would definitely be a huge step in the right direction if we could get money out of politics altogether, make it illegal. To make a living off politics. Well, at one time it was. I know, I know. But there was still. Oh, there was still back there, de- backdoor dealing, backroom yeah. dealings, and stuff like that. I understand that, but it wasn't as prevalent, and it didn't it didn't affect the nation overall as much as it does now. Yeah. Uh, I, I corporate America has to be has to be found accountable. That's going to be the hardest thing. In my opinion, yeah. it's 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 the corporations. They they control everything. So at this point, they do. Yeah. We need to find a way to create some checks and balances for corporations as far as how politics works. Yeah. If we can get money out of politics, that'd be a big step. But that won't be all we'd have to do. We'd have to do other things to to keep the the corporations in check. We don't want to stop people from making money. 
the the problem is like I, I don't I want to stop them from making blood money. Yes, blood money is, and and exorbitant money. Yeah. You know, there's there's reasonable profit margins and then there's unreasonable profit margins. Yeah, there is ultimately a, we have to find a way to keep them in check and keep them focused on their jobs alone what they're doing a corporation has has a has a has a job mm-hmm. every corporation has something to sell i don't i i me personally i'm not an ec- economist but i under i i would understand that at some point in the game corporations are going to be so powerful that there won't be anyone left to purchase their products you know i mean is that i mean am i wrong it was it's like the henry ford model when he when he was started the car company, he wanted to make sure that if his employees couldn't afford the vehicles they were making, he was doing something wrong. That makes sense. We have we don't think corporations don't think like that anymore. No, they don't. So no, it's all about it. it it's all about the, the shareholders. It's all about it. so. My point is is if the richest one percent keep getting richer while the other ninety nine percent get poorer. Who's going to buy the the 1%'s products? Who's going to keep feeding them when there's no more money at the bottom? There'll always be somebody to to, to keep feeding them. Who? They'll they'll feed on each other. I mean, it, it's to the point where then, then they'll wipe each other out. At that point they'll I don't know. That'll be a long time from now. I guess. Well, like I said, I mean, like you well you said there it's going to probably come down to some kind of a revolution or civil war, and that again, hopefully, not in our lifetime. Maybe that's what it'll, that'll be the the catalyst for it. Yeah, you know, when there's really nothing left for the rest of the world. It, it happened. I don't see it, it. That's what happened in France. That's what the French Revolution was about. Yeah. The 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 monarchy kept taking and taking and taking, leaving nothing for the for the rest of them, and they revolted. And what happened to the to the monarchy? They all got fucking killed but you know going kind of going back towards the original premise of the conversation um about just anger the other thing so the corporations play into it but the 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 aspect that comes from social media that plays into it is is just the sheer volume of misinformation that's intentionally put out there to to pit sides against each other right right is is really i i think a big part of the the fuel that that feeds you the, don't think it's coming from that from the corporations it could be but it's coming from I think somewhere it is. i mean it's the corporations coming, own the media <laughs> well and it's not that it's it's not just that you you see a lot of political misinformation corporations aren't putting that out no Those, but they are benefiting from they it. are benefiting yeah. from it but uh you know, so so the, it's this huge misinformation campaign, you know, just like the video about the the that I said the whatever the guy's name was that that went viral. Yeah, yeah. it's all misinformation. Right. It's the feed into people that don't have the time or the interest in looking up information for themselves. So a lot of people get their news from Facebook now. Yeah, that's unfortunate, and, and, and it is. It is. So if that's where you're getting your, your information from, and people are lying to you on there, that's why I said for well, that's how the Russians were able to hack the the election. I agree. I, I said for the, for at least the past year or two that and, and, that social media be the downfall of Western civilization, mm-hmm. and, and I say that somewhat jokingly, but right. somewhat not. You know, I mean, well, it's, I, I, it's part of the puzzle for sure. 
It's part of the bigger bigger picture. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. But if if you came to this show looking for answers, I ain't got none for you. No. Well, damn it. What the fuck am I doing here then? I came here to get all my answers from you. You're supposed to figure this shit out. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, the, the, you know what the answer is? Uh, make make me king in the United States and I'll fix it all. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live in that, that United States. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no offense. <laughs> you you want to live in my, my United States? No. Some of it would be pretty good. Well, they'd have to make me king because I couldn't get anything. You can't get anything Done. passed through Congress, right. so... But then I guess someone would probably just assassinate me, so. I volunteer. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, honestly, some of your, if you were king, just theoretically or hypothetically, if you were king, some of the things, you, you, would, you would fix a lot of problems. I wouldn't still want to live in that world. There would probably still be a revolution. But. Yeah, because. <laughs> or or a, a revolt. I think you would get everything fixed and there'd, we'd have this period of like universal peace. And then everything just go to hell. But then, then you'd be like, yeah, I don't like that. So let's stop that. And then there'd be a lot of people go, well, we like that. And you'd be like, no, we got to stop that. And because you're king, we have to stop it. And then we're like, we don't like that. And then you do that to something else. Or you'd say, I like this. And like 50% of the country would be like, no, that's stupid. So what you're saying is the solution is not to have me be king. The solution would be <laughs> not to have kings at all. Oh, well. I don't. I don't. See, and, and, I don't, I don't and, like and, the idea of of uh, inherited uh, power. First of all, putting all the comedy aside, it yeah. just uh, that's that's another part of it, though. Is is if you have somebody in office that has good ideas and and good solutions, not solutions, but ways to improve the situation. Uh-huh. You're not getting anything passed through Congress, no, or the Senate. But I guess that kind of goes back to the whole money and politics that you right. were talking about. Yeah. Too, so. That's that's really ultimately the key. I think if we can get money out of politics. I just don't see it happening. No. And I think I think also we need to start really finding a way to try to make our, our, our news media more accountable for what they say. Yeah. We're never going to be able to get rid of the, the Facebook media or, you know, the news the news feeds that come through Facebook or Twitter. That's never going away. But if we can find a way to make our legitimate media or legitimate um, information sources more accountable uh-huh. and maybe get money out of that too because that's really when it all went to shit is when the media when when news started becoming a money maker a, a profit was margin the late 80s exactly think about it i mean everything we're talking about goes back to the 80s yeah. i mean that's when it kind of started what well, at least in the in the in the the, down, the downslide. In. The downslide, exactly. Uh, you get money out of the news and stop making it a, a profit motive and give it back to the people as it was well, yeah. intended to be as a loss leader. I mean, hell, you can give tax incentive for it. Yeah. Make your make your news sources free and not profit-based, and we'll give you a tax incentive for that. Yeah, because for, for most of the existence of traditional media in the united states it was all the the people that own those entities knew that it was going to lose business it was going to lose money every year i mean they made money they made money but specifically like papers and but not from not from like traditional you like channel seven news or something like that. they knew they knew they were going to lose money on that yeah but they were going to make it up in other areas in other areas and in the late in the late 80s that all changed when they started taking when these corporations came in and started buying up media outlets and putting the news section into their entertainment 
side of the business. Right. And then all, then it switched to, okay, well now they need to turn a profit. Now we need to draw eyes. We need to sell commercials and, you know, it was all about advertising dollars and things like that. Well, you don't you, typically you don't draw, you don't draw eyes to your to your news channel or your, or your your news time slot by talking about by reporting what's going on in the town. You you draw eyes by talking about the Kardashians and and right. more trivial things. I'd call it. I've always said I hate local news specifically. Um, I hate it all because it, it's it's all like that. But local news. You can literally set your watch to it. They're fluff you, pieces. It's fluff pieces. You got your big story, which is usually, at least in this area, it's either a big car crash or a, or a, a neighborhood shooting or a robbery. That's your usually your big, like, ooh, that catches everyone at the beginning. Then you get your partial weather. Yeah. Then you have some local stuff. It could be violence. It could be politics. It's just local stuff. Then you get the rest of your weather. Then you get your sports. Then you get this one little fluff piece to make everyone happy at the yeah. end, where you know the dog dialed nine one one to save its owner. Yes, you know those those or stupid have... fucking stories that drive me out of my fucking mind. I swear to God, I hate it. You know the two year old who who slapped his mom and woke her up from having a seizure or something. I mean, it's always something stupid like that. Yeah, something that doesn't affect anybody. Yeah, it sounds great, and it I, but it's there so that we come in, ooh, and then we leave on a happy note. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's anesthetizing the, the country as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I, that, I don't have anything else to add, though. I mean, it's just. Yeah, that's about it. About it. That's, there's no answer. No. <laughs> We're all screwed. Um, I don't Other get, than making you king, I guess. Yeah, just make me king. It'll all be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got anything else to add, Ian? No. I'm not an angry white person. That's the only thing I can add. Yeah, I guess I'm angry at white people, but I'm not an angry white person. I don't know. Yeah, I I I don't have anything else to add. It's it's just like I said before. It's a big hot mess, and it's going to take a lot to fix all of it. But yep. Um, like always, you can email us any questions, comments to lifeinjournalmi at gmail dot com. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. Check out our website, lifeinjournalpodcast dot com. Uh, follow us on iTunes and Podbean and all that. Um, until next time. Talk to you all later. Peace. Playing my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about, about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Notice, see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know they sick as fuck. Know they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Know you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Child, you the god, Billy Ocean. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a ghost smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck, standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? <laughs>